0: Popping and snapping, the leg. That uh, intro brought to you by Flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, a little snapping
1: Hey, your So It's like a flea on your back, but instead it's a popping and snapping on a bass string, snapping and jumping around.
0: Exactly. We- it has been. 100,000 years since we've been in this position recording into microphones.
1: Agreed. And it's not been 100,000 years since your last bingo. That's right. Check out the entire listings of Breaking Bingo at BreakingBingo.com because you will find that every night of the week, at least in the Utah area, Salt Lake County specifically, you could find a wonderful bingo to go check out with you, your friends. Oh, my God, what a great time. Local listings at BreakingBingo.com. We've expanded not only to Washington state but also the fine state of Oregon check it out breakingbingo.com for a bingo near you it's bingo and it's free at a bar but Holyoke, you're right we haven't been here for a minute we have a recorded episode that you will have heard before this maybe no yeah, we will We're putting i i felt that
0: you might have had you had like listened to it and no. it wasn't no, no, it, it was, wasn't fit for a release
1: it was really good i think i just wanted to get on wanted to get on track and i had a lot going on which we'll get to later that week. we will talk about it. But my friend, I would be remissed. Remissed? Uh, I wouldn't be missed, reverse style, if I didn't bring up the Smilodon. Smilodon.
0: Gorillas in the remist
1: That's exactly it. Thank you, Holyoke. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming up with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why we out. haven't done this. Smilodon. Do you know what the Smilodon is? The Smilodon? S-M-I-L- is it a S-M-I-L-O-D-O-N. Smilodon.
0: Is it a dinosaur? you
1: know what it's also known as? The saber-toothed cat.
0: Oh, the fucking predators. So, my
1: friend, I bring up the Smilodon because we are recording the night that in hockey history will go down the first time the Nashville Smilodons have gone to the Stanley Cup
0: final. And I do believe the first time a 16th seed... Has gone on to the finals.
1: Oh, I knew them as eight seed, but I didn't know they were the lowest seeded out of the entire playoffs.
0: I feel like I read that tonight.
1: We'll look that up. But my friend,
0: who I, would, it, who else would it have been?
1: uh I mean, there's some bad. They were teams the in last the, person to make it into the West. Yeah, That's but there's for some sure.
0: bad teams in the East, dude. There's some bad. What do you teams mean?
1: Who made? Who is the eight seed in the East? The Rangers. They suck. Ottawa. They ain't that good.
0: Except Giguere. The what? What's up with Gibouche's scar?
1: no one ever can discuss it or they will be prosecuted by the
0: Ottawa government. Hmm. My friend,
1: the Smilodon or Sabretooth Cat is the mascot of the Nashville Predators. They've gone on to the Stanley like Cup final. I bring it up because I just wanted to give a quick little bit of history behind the Nashville Predators in I'm honor of go that. go ahead and just lay down. No, don't. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say really quickly, did you know that I was wrong for a long time? I spouted that they were building the arena and they found a Sabretooth Tiger Complete skeleton. In fact, you know what it was? Take your time.
0: The chicken wings you had eaten the night before? <laughs> and I was like, look at these
1: in Nashville. It's actually a fact that in 1971, when they were building the largest building in Nashville, the first American Center, now known as the UBS Tower, that is where they found a complete Smilodon, or Nash hmm. or Saber Tiger Skeleton. So they brought this up when they were naming the team when it was, a, it was going to be an expansion team in 1998. They threw it out to the fans. They asked for different names. You know what the fans came up with? Probably a bunch of dumb shit. Ice Tigers. It's... Furry. Or, f- sorry, Fury. <laughs> they a bunch of Fury.
0: Nashville Fury. Fury.
1: We both flubbed on that one. And then finally, the Attack. That is literally, someone wrote down, uh, name them The Attack.
0: Nashville The Attack?
1: Just The Attack. Just The Attack. No, it's
0: Attack. Now tell me more about these Sabertooths. They were around during the mammoth times, right?
1: Correct. And in fact, it was actually Craig Leopold, the owner of the Nashville Predators, who came up because he hated the names that were up. He was like, why don't we call them the Predators? And that won out in a fan poll. And they were named the Nashville Predators and became a team in 1998.
0: Because uh, these threads come up on Reddit all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what's the craziest shit you could say in one sentence that's true? And one of them is that, like, the mammoths were still rolling around when Egypt was building the Sphinx. Wait, what? So there were mammoths, woolly mammoths, hanging out in North America <laughs> when the Sphinx was being built. Is I feel like that's one of them. Or that we lived closer to the Tyrannosaurus than the Tyrannosaurus did that's to the Stegosaurus. I heard the
1: same thing, that pterodactyls existed when they made the Eiffel Tower. It's yes, crazy.
0: I know. It's so hard to believe. But that's actually how they got the building so tall. They had pterodactyls that would fly the chunks up there.
1: Well, did you know who was around when they made the uh, Gardens of Babylon? Who? You guessed it. Frank still <laughs> uh, Still around for those days. I think we need more bed music in our life. So I'm like thinking we need just a little bit of... Bed music? Bed music. It's a radio term for just music playing underneath when we talk. Mm. So we have a little fun thing playing on when uh, people are just listening to us talk.
0: We need something to keep the people interested.
1: I hear you. And speaking of keeping people interested, I went camping this weekend.
0: That's super interesting. So you slept outside?
1: And, and not only did I sleep outside like my good friend wanted to point out, but I was in the vicinity of the Skull Valley. Where's, where
0: have been heading at Skull?
1: So Skull Valley is one, of these, is one of these valleys, only a couple of them, in between Salt Lake City heading westward towards Wendover. Okay. It's what we refer to as the West Es. Now, Skull Valley, why do you think it was named Skull Valley?
0: Because there was a bunch of calcified skull bones from the cows.
1: Not too far off, the air was a bunch. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bunch of ancient bison, not our modern day bison, but ancient bison, the predecessor to our modern bison, skulls found in the valley when the pioneers first settled it. And in fact, I bring this up because it was in the area of where the the uh, the, the pioneers are coming through to go to the west. Uh, I forget. Oh god, I'm going to say this holy but I forgot it. But it's near the town of what? Isoepa. Do you know what Isoepa is? Isoepa No. No, Isoepa is an amazing part of Utah history. Isoepa was a place where the Mormons, after they converted a bunch of Hawaiian people and brought them to Salt Lake. And in, in Salt Lake, these Hawaiian, they become Mormons. They came to Salt Lake to get the good word. And in Salt Lake, there was such harsh racism against him. The Mormon church felt like they needed to do something. And so they put him out in a valley, two valleys away from Salt Lake, in the middle of the desert called Skull Valley. And they named the town Isoepa, which is a weird version of Joseph in Hawaiian. What is the deal with those Pacific Islanders just loving that Mormon religion? Now, the the funny part, the horrible part about what happened to those fine people was that they set up a whole town. Named it Isawaba. They couldn't figure out how to fucking farm in the middle of an arid desert where people don't live to this day except cattle ranchers. They then tried to take salt water from the Great Salt Lake, put it down there to make seaweed and try to make things like poi and shit they were used to. Mm. Didn't turn on. And then let's just add this to it. A wonderful leprosy thing broke out. And finally, the church opened up a branch on the Hawaiian Islands, send all these people back to it. But it's, Look, know.
0: it was a great experiment, but uh, why don't you go back whence he came. And that's the fucking story of Skull Valley. And, and here's I some up. spam. Those Hawaiians love that spam. They love that
1: spam. It was dropped from planes in World War II. Did you
0: know? And I'm speaking from the hip here. Talk to me. I Did like I when you improv here. Did shooting we? from the hip.
1: By the way, I'm just going to say really quickly, Wednesday I'm night, shooting at my apartment, my Ryan and I host a
0: improv class.
1: That's right, from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, free at the door, but you do have to bring us lots of nachos, and we will teach you some improv.
0: I forgot what I was going to say.
1: You are shooting from the hip. It's usually where you pee from.
0: That's not all I shoot from my hip. Oh, it was about leprosy. Talk to me. Apparently, it's not all. Like, most people have a natural immunity to it. Well, I'm. And that it's, like, not that big of a deal.
1: Well, first of all, you don't hear about lepers these days. Mm -mm. What's
0: going on? Do you know? Do you have any history? The last time I heard about leprosy was from that Simpsons joke when Burns joins the bowling league. Uh huh. And (laughs) he. Puts his finger in the beer for some reason. Oh, I lost a fingernail. Well, that's leprosy for you. That's
1: leprosy for you. Because that's a great joke because they're making reference to he's so old that he would have. Why
0: is he putting his hand in the beer in the first place?
1: It doesn't matter. The point was to get to the
0: joke of leprosy because Mm. the idea of, like, That's that's rule number one of improv. Get to the leprosy.
1: And again, you can check this out at Ryan Schlegel Garby's improv class. Schlimprov. Schlimprov. Straight from the hip is what we call it. Shooting from that straight hip. And all of our scenes start from the hip, and you have to improv a hip dance, and that's the first hour. And then the next hour is just you paying us fees.
0: That's some weird bed music.
1: Some uh, 2007 shit. Well, you remember this? This is uh, uh, Black Kids. Do you remember this? It's a hot track. Literally. Black Kids? Yeah. Black, Black Kids Manor. Now, do you want to get to something I wanted to bring up for one of our main topics here tonight? Lay it on me. Hopefully, even- hopefully it's as thrilling as
0: your saber tooth tiger.
1: Well, for the kids at home, they might enjoy what I was talking about. But at the same time, <laughs> I'll let you shoot for the hip for the next 15 minutes. What Let's about the what black you know. kids? Go, no, no, go ahead for the next five minutes. Shoot from the hip. So. Uh- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the new segment from the Holy Slotcast, shoot from the hip.
0: Should be called, starring like, Ryan Hulia. Can you be more interesting than I was? <laughs> I so crazy symbiotic relationship. Uh, me and my wife have a crazy my wife symbi- bore <laughs> at 2000 symbiotic 2000 something. Relationship. <laughs> now she had uh, aphids crawling all over her sagebrush. Oh, I've
1: had some aphids crawl over. Me.
0: Oh, shit. I know that sounds like some crazy innuendo, but there were aphids all over my wife's sagebrush, and weird. wouldn't you know it. Uh, You're
1: literally, your wife has a, sage bush, a sagebrush tree.
0: Yeah, it's a tree. <laughs> it's a bush. Sagebrush. <laughs> sage and it's bush. covered in aphids.
1: Yes. Now, what are aphids? aphids, aphids Teeny little aphids. bugs. Now, would you say if there were two together, you would call them the aphid twins? Aphids twins.
0: It's a singular apex twin, which is actually weird. I never thought about that. Go ahead. Anyways, I, I like where on. you're
1: at. You're shooting from the hip, hard. Again, check this out, Wednesday's. I was blasting sure. from
0: my hip all over these aphids Ooh. in my wife's bush. <laughs> 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 so these these teeny white aphids.
1: Well, your wife has certainly seen that on her bush before.
0: <laughs> all over the sage bush, and I knew that ladybugs eat aphids. Do you know that and why do you know that? Where did you I pick that up? remember her. Did
1: you pick that up at Ladybug Watch 2002? Where would you pick that Actually,
0: up? Actually, it was the film Ladybugs mm. about the
1: starring ch- the fat redhead kid from the sandlot.
0: Exactly. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Is that, that kid the name?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the fucking Ladybugs Wail on those aphids. They love eating up those aphids. Now,
1: ladybugs don't. They don't hurt anyone, though. That's ladybuggy's
0: fault. Ladybugs. Here's the fucking thing. Talk to me. They hurt aphids. Ants, the common ant, Formicus antus. Okay. They protect the aphid from the ladybug because the aphids excrete this thing called honeydew, and the ants eat it. So the aphids excrete the honeydew melon, <laughs> not the, the melon. It's just called honeydew. Are
1: trying to protect it from the PC liberal ladybugs exactly. fighting for that lady rights? I mean, come on. So it's sort of this thing enough where enough with the red and the dots in the back.
0: Yeah, the. It seems like a perfect symbiotic relationship. The
1: It does seem like that. The That's api- the thing I wanted to tell you. It seemed like the perfect
0: symbiotic <laughs> relationship. I, I could see it on your lips. You were waiting to say it. It's the perfect symbiotic relationship. And that
1: symbiotic relationship is hosted by, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. Mm,
0: love those late 90s <laughs> Norm MacDonald jokes. You Keep guessed it. <laughs> Fuck yourself until you die.
1: <laughs> I was saying something. Sure seemed like it
0: Keep going So the goddamned aphids Shit out the honeydew And the ants eat it The aphids love it Because they're protected from ladybugs By the ants The ants love it Because they're eating honeydew From those aphids' buttholes But here's the thing It gets a little more Fucked up. This is
1: where we need someone to just be deciphering what we're saying. No,
0: I times. am saying legitimate things. This is. Oh, no, real.
1: I love it. And I'm, I'm just saying, there's, when you refer to things as aphids, buttholes, we need to... That was also a Beavis and Butthead
0: album in the early 90s. <laughs> uh, but really, they do have buttholes and they oh. shit out honeydew. So, the more creepy part of the symbiotic relationship is uh, those ants have chemicals that affect the aphids that make them slower... So they can't get away from them so they can get that honeydew mm-hmm. and also they chew off the aphids wings whoa so they keep them closer and I was thinking it's a lot it's a little bit like agriculture oh uh, where God. the human beings you know keep animals to harvest their honeydew if you so will.
1: have you written a paper on this? you sound very smart I submitted
0: enough. my thesis statement. To the Department of Homeland Security, and they have told me to show up to the <laughs> it's closest. Somehow,
1: because my generation is only so far down the American line, I have been deemed as an illegal immigrant. Holyoke is. They're a- sending
0: me back to Hawaii <laughs> because I'm a leper.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's just a little taste of that improv class. Check it out on Wednesdays. Holyoke, thank you for that impromptu from the hip.
0: It wasn't really from the hip because it's, it's true. It's all true.
1: Now, speaking of true,
0: it's true. It's true. All, all of, of it's it. true. Uh, Going <laughs> <we> on <onto laughs> holy Shlegs Star Wars quotes where we just fuck them up all a little bit. I said something.
1: Oh, where was I the other day? And I was <laughs> That's like, "That's a good question." And I was like, "I've never seen such a, <laughs> I've never seen such a group of scum and villainry." <laughs> but no one knew what I was talking about. So they thought I was the biggest dick. I was. It was like hey man be, hard, be easy and it's like uh, I was making a
0: be easy who are you hanging out with
1: it was okay so I'm in Jamaica like, uh, and I'm, I'm <laughs> blazing be easy, 420 man. a be easy man go easy on those Star Wars references mm-hmm. man not all those hives can be full of fucking
0: bees anyway
1: let's go talk to our priesthood, Jaja
0: Binks cause he's <laughs> we're going back to Hawaii get away from these fucking we love our
1: favorite Star Wars movie it's Tok one talk one hold up Hey now, hold up! Hey, Little John got the beat that make your booty go. Little
0: John, who's doing that puppet song? Ursher.
1: got the what does he say? Ursher got the lyrics that make your booty go.
0: Pfft. I gotta take a call.
1: No, you don't. You just you... no. Yellow. No, you don't. Is this a live phone call? I'm recording a podcast. Should I stop? Yeah. This is this is live
0: people. It's not.
1: It's not. This is shooting from the hip Holyoke improv style. He takes phone calls during his improv. This is yes. U- UCB won't teach you this shit motherfucker. And you know who's on the phone? Can I call you in a little bit? The person on the phone, you Kay. guessed it, Frank Stallone.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> who's that? Uh, it's my friend who actually likes Twin Peaks and oh, just watched it. And wanted to talk to him. And I had an opportunity to finally talk to someone about it. And I did the semi-professional thing of answering the call. Thank you for
1: interrupting our (laughs) podcast to take a phone call. Should I give you a fucking award for that? Yes. Hey, listen, you fucking shit. I didn't stop the podcast because I got a phone call. (laughs) Don't you think I'm great?
0: a great voice. You should do some voice work.
1: My name's Ryan Holyoke, and I take dumps 20 times a day, and my penis is two inches long. And okay, like you're bugs.
0: You're right about the dick thing, but I do not take <laughs> 20 shits a day. I actually. Take- I've
1: taken 20 dips in the day of dicks. I got 20 dicks in 20 years and 20 dumps in 20 years. 20 dicks in 20 years. 20 dumps in 20 years.
0: That's my autobiography.
1: The Ryan Holyoke story.
0: Anyway, so you hate aphids. Let me... (laughs) But I love
1: Aphex twin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me get to a thing. This is what we call the Ryan Schlegel Unnoticed News. And I... Kind
0: of like the underplayed story of the day.
1: Um, I I don't feel like it's getting enough traction in this valley. Did you see the Salt Lake Tribune's reports of what's happening in Hilldale in Colorado City, Arizona? With those polygamists? The polygies, the polys, as we like to call them. Have you, have I never, call
0: them liggies. Did you? The what? Liggies. Why? Oh, my God. Tell so me. So it's polygamists. It's okay. so liggy, polygamists. I thought but we called you,
1: them polys, because P O L Y. If you want to get
0: real offensive, you could call them liggers. Uh, oh Polygamist. And l- I'm glad liggers. I brought this up, because <laughs> Ryan right here has all the hottest terms for a uh, Look, if you want to hate on something, I'm your guy. I'm not hating on what I you was... You hate polygamous. I get it.
1: What I was trying to bring up <laughs> was the fact that... Did you see that there's a mass exodus from Hilldale in Colorado City, Arizona? This week, the Salt Lake Tribune reports that there is a, they are leaving in droves. Did you know why? Why? Well, let me give you a short history. In fact, we have come upon our main topic tonight, the Short Creek Settlement the FLDS Church and why they've ended up there. Now, Holy, I've done some nice research here. Do you want to know about the history of Short Creek and the settlement of the FLDS?
0: How short's that creek?
1: Now, Short Creek became what we know now as Colorado City, Arizona, and Hilldale, Utah. So, if people don't know this: there is a joint city. One part of it's on Arizona, one part of it's in Utah. That's where the FLDS ended up. And I will give you now a for sh- the
0: kids at home: what the hell is FLDS?
1: FLDS stands for Fundamental Latter-day Saints. Now, here's the quick history of how it came to be this. John Taylor, the Mormon fucking president in 1800s, 1886 to be exact. No, this is 18... Yeah, 1887. He was the first non-American president of of the... This is just straight up Mormon church. In 1887, John... Fucking Taylor was the president of the, uh, of the Mormon church. Where did he He was from? from Britain. He was a Brit boy. Okay. One of your favorites. Do an accent.
0: Hello. Now you know me. I'm <laughs> Australian. Australian. <laughs> I, I think you should have different wives, I say. I say. Look, no woman can uh, satisfy a man. Every day of the week. I fight for, for, for any man
1: to have a wife as an alligator and a <laughs> crocodile and a beautiful stingray.
0: Not as anybody you ever hat but I can look into and perhaps I'll figure out some new things.
1: All I want to say is watch out for that weird octopi that's in the water we got out here. The core wraith is dying. I'm the president of the fucking Mormon charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super fucking British. <laughs> So John Taylor, president of the church, writes a document in 1886, his revelation. I'll get back to that in a second. Because during all this time, of course, the United States government is fighting against the idea of plural marriage. In fact, by 1890, President Woodruff, we all know him, officially says.
0: What was his name? Woodruff. Because a, you know that there was a Mormon prophet named Wolfred Wilson. Well, that's Woodrow.
1: That's who it is. And by the way, this is perfect. You know what this song is?
0: <laughs> there's the American president, and then there's the Mormon president. They all that very similar names. They're both W
1: W. Yeah, Holyoke has some great points there, but this song is literally by Randy Newman. I try to show everybody this. This is a song about Utah by Randy Newman. We've done it before in this podcast. I'm just realizing. That's called synergy. Let's dance. Let me explain over this. That name is Woodrow. He disavows plural marriage in 1990.
0: 1990. Joseph
1: F. Smith in 1904, in front of Congress, disavows polygamy and announces that anyone who does it in the in Mormon Church is
0: excommunicated. You know, sometimes the thing if that you hold most sacred turns out not politically talk. tenable. So 1904 This bed music's keeping me up at night
1: 1904 The Mormon church officially excommunicates Anyone who's doing plural marriage By 1911 the son of John Taylor The guy I brought up earlier in 1886 Who had the revelation That plural marriage could continue Says he has documentation That his father said this It was only a photograph that exists to this day No document exists By 1912 Wooly becomes the head. Now, Wooly is a whole other dude. He Wooly was an Man. apostle. No, Wooly, a- W O O L L E Y, becomes the head of the Council of Friends. My
0: job. I've got a lot of
1: friends. All right, we got one crocodile, we got one stingray, <laughs> we got one Malibu, we got one Falcon, dang
0: it, don't one Chevy Malibu.
1: And I give my time to the floor to the respective of the didgeridoo. <laughs> now, this guy Wooly becomes the head of the council of the friends in 1912. There's seven other dudes that are his buddies, being like plural marriage should keep going. One of the dudes who are, one of the friends on the Council of Friends, his name is John Yates Barlow. And in 1935, he comes up with the proclamation, we are going to go to a place called Short Creek on the border of Arizona and Utah, Mm. modern day, Colorado City and Hilldale,
0: that in the rural area, we can continue our plural marriage. We can park whoever we want. In this decade, we will do that and do the other thing. And by other thing, I mean other women. We'll do I, them all. Uh,
1: champ, champ, how many women are going to marry? Now, that's in 1935, which is already a time in this country where polygamy is a felony. Which is also goofy, because I will say, as much as I am like, hey, let's not make people be a part of a thing they don't want to, which seems to be the way the FLD uh, church goes, I don't give a shit what people do. Like minded consenting adults can do yeah. what the fuck they want. But the issue is not that with the LDS Church because they create, starting at this point and moving forward, an era in which there is no choice and that they indoctrinate everybody to continue what they're doing. So the idea of people having plural marriage isn't necessarily something I give a fuck about. The problem I have is creating a community in which 15-year-old girls don't have the choice yeah. to make otherwise.
0: Here's well, the you, distinction. But I hope you understand the reason why they do that, Schlegel, is because if you don't get them early, they're not going to buy into it. Crocky You get this croc getting away
1: from your stream early, and they're going to go into the ocean and eat that coral rye.
0: Because I tried to do the whole <laughs> polygamy thing way too late, and those, those girls said no. <laughs> they were not interested, and I said to myself, "Probably should start a." Little bit I right
1: says there. to myself, "I says,
0: but uh, I want everyone I
1: started plural marriage a little What
0: too. a too young of a girl.
1: Then that's when eighty bands came in. Girls, 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 I wanna marry every one of them. That's
0: one of their. Songs. Now for me, one wife is more than enough. <laughs> uh, it's too much.
1: <laughs>
0: they got their bushes covered in aphids. Uh, <laughs> There's not enough ladybugs for that.
1: Now, by 1953, the Arizona governor, his name is John. How would you pronounce P Y L E? Pile. Yeah. He is so sick of the Colorado, Arizona. One of my favorite name cities, by the way. Let me just take in time. They named their town Colorado City, that takes place in Arizona. That has the state of Utah in between them and Colorado. Nuts. Bad naming city. Come on. Bad naming city. But also, did they want that to
0: divert them from the ives in the nation? That, that, uh, that was their subterfuge. They'll never find us. We've col- called ourselves Colorado col- City. But we're not in Colorado. Uh, we're Rome
1: century Australia. All right, all right. We called order this polygamy thing. T- they all spoke in Australian accents. Did <laughs> you know that about Short Creek?
0: Yeah, it's a fact.
1: So, in 1953, the Arizona governor, John Pyle, orders the largest mass arrest uh, arrest of men and women in modern-day America. He calls in the Arizona Department of Safety and the Arizona National Guard to arrest all the families in Short Creek. Deemed, like, one of the biggest arrests. of One of the best. One of the best. As far, let me tell you right now, one of the best. I touched the orb. I feel great. (laughs) Arrest them all. They arrest large amounts, and they they thought that they kind of broke it up, but it didn't really happen. And in fact, the Deseret News put out an article. The LDS own fucking newspaper put out an article saying this was a great thing. And in 1953, the LDS community if The entire all the LDS community said this was a bad thing. It was the last time a pro LDS community was taken and arrested by the U.S. government, meaning that like the Deseret News tried saying, "Hey, isn't this a good thing? We don't believe in polygamy." And the rest of the LDS community said they shouldn't have done that.
0: And uh, forty years later, the Fine Young Cannibals sang a song about it called "Good Thing." (laughs) Good thing, where have you gone? That's funny. I thought
1: I thought they (laughs) sang that song. Save It For Later, which was keeping in this plural marriage until later. Who did that song? The English,
0: English beat? <laughs> it sounds very similar to Fun Young Cat. Yeah, they're
1: all English and they're all
0: fucktards. <laughs>
1: now, this, this mass arrest happened on when? July 26, 1953.
0: Two days after Pioneer Day. It's right near your birthday.
1: <laughs> it's a day after my birthday. And just want to say a quote uh, also. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> In fact, that uh, John Pyle – now, this is an interesting side note to this. John Pyle, the uh, Arizona governor at the time, mm. said that the mass uh, uh, aggression towards his act ended his political career. And it was mm. the end of his uh, – he never got – he didn't get reelected, and that was the end of him in politics. Now, what I want to say is really quickly, the they resettled – the FLDS church resettled the area, no longer called Short Creek, and it was now called Colorado City and Hilldale. And in 1991, they f- officially became the FLDS. And then in 2002, no, is that right? Yeah, 2002, a guy named Warren Jeffs became the head of these people. And now, several years later, he was arrested on the fact that he fucking married 16-year-old girls.
0: And he fucking fucked them as well.
1: Now, what happened is that eventually, as we all know, he became a part of the top 10 FBI most wanted. He got Uh, arrested. He is serving 20 years plus life for his involvement in... Marriage, porking little girls, porking sixteen-year-old girls. Now, something else very interesting happened. Now, this week there has been mass eviction notices of that area, kind of signaling the end of what we know as Hilldale in Colorado City at this point, and that is from an effort known as the United Effort Plan. This what a is literally great, what a great called name. United Effort Plan. Such a uh, signifying thing, UEP. It was formed in 1942 by the FLDS as a way to make everybody's property one. Mm. So in 1942, they're like, let's make all of our property one. We'll call it the United Effort Act or plan. And they all own the same property. It's a trust that owns all the property. Well, what ends up happening after the Warren Jeffs thing is that a judge seizes that United Effort Plan. And he goes, all right, I will now... Put together a board of trustees that will manage this because Jeff's is mismanaging it. We're fucking done with him. The only people to apply for the job of running the UEP or United Effort Plan are ex-FLDS members. And in fact, the FLDS who are living down there treat them as what? Apostates, and you know what that means. Yep. They are less than believers. Non-believers. They are less than non-believers. They are oh, worse they- than scum because they were once believers and said no.
0: That's a one-way ticket to outer darkness.
1: Exactly. And so what happens is that the people living there do not listen to this fucking trust called the UEP. And then what happens is they start asking to them to pay shit, doing this stuff, and they don't pay them because they hate them so much. And now in 2017, they're finally getting notices that they have to like leave the property and they're going to sell off the property. Now, the judge who made this decision in 2005, who said you got to leave because these people are in charge, all that stuff, he deems who gets to buy the property and the property is going to the people who put the most money in. So XFLDS members are making claims like I put this much money in. They're getting the property. At the same time, the Hilldale council who's made up of lds people have been selling it off to other flds people and now it's this weird mix where Hildale and colorado city these people are leaving in droves thousands of them are leaving they're going to other places in arizona utah a lot of them are going to oklahoma they're going all over the country but a lot of people don't think this is the actual end even though i think it sounds like it of the L- flds community known as hilldale
0: i kind of wish that it was the elf LDS because I want to see those elves. And
1: that movie starred we, uh, will plural marriage. Now, that is all I want to say. Isn't that crazy about the it's FLDS? Crazy. It's
0: kind of like the FLDS are the aphids and the law enforcement are the ladybugs.
1: You heard it here first, folks, on AFED National Podcast. We are the only aphids <laughs> all the time. Hold give it I gotta pee for a second. Talk to, hey, final thoughts on the FLDS before I move on.
0: Well, they had they knew what they were doing when they got them young, because that's the only way to get a bunch of ladies into one marriage is to... Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Just like, it was gone, and I don't know what to do. Uh, polygamy's wrong. Uh, unless you're all consenting adults, and you've all taken a vow of not celibacy, because you can pork all you want. Otherwise, what's the why would you do it? But as long as you don't have kids polygamy's fine just don't have kids that's the message of this podcast have as many wives as you want as long as they're cool with it and none of you are going to have children because you bring a child into that situation it's just going to be complicated and probably not great for the child and as someone who's about to have a child I should know also aphids, ladybugs, and ants unholy trinity how do we solve that? quagmire
1: From the distance I heard what you said And there's never been anything more poetic In this room (laughs) Now my friend Holyoke That was just the real Knowledge of what's going on these days Also what's going on these days I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact That you and I work together It's just
0: remiss I didn't want to say it the first time (laughs) I would be remiss
1: What did I say remissed what did i used to do all the time gorillas in the remiss he cut it in tway. twain and i used to say tway, but it's twain because the guy in robin hood prince of thieves the no were, thank you again you know how to correct me at a moment's notice <laughs> it's like the only thing you focus on or been waiting for sure. this moment
0: all my life. oh you're fucking idiot <laughs> now, <laughs> I be, that's where you're wrong uh, i just can't wait to say it. that would be a funny name for this podcast if we ever got our shit together I saw the podcast would be called That's Where You're Wrong. Oh, that's a great point. And we would it would just be opportunity. But that's
1: where you're wrong, because that's a horrible idea. No uh, I will say, bring up this podcast, what did we have made? And we have tons of stickers. That's right. If you want a <laughs> I think these are beautiful. We made a logo, you'll see it on your podcast. It's the logo of the microphone inside of the beer, it says holy shell guys at the top and it says, probably not worth your time. A quote from my own mother. If you want one of these stickers to spread the good gospel of Holy Schlodcast, let us know. Contact Ryan Holyoke at uh, Salt Lake City County Prison. He is inside. He's incarcerated. <laughs> number one. This is a live from there. Me, my name is Ryan Schlegel. Contact me at my Twitter feed, which is Ryan Schlegel, or my email. It's very easy. Ryan, R-Y-E-N dot Schlegel, S-C-H-L-E-G-E-L at gmail.com. And Ryan Holyoke again. Or just
0: take a sack full of ladybugs, throw it in my mailbox, and I'll know what to do with them. And that's a direct word from prisoner two forty five, Also known 69. as the ape man the eighth
1: man he is a man (laughs) man is it from Salt Lake County lockup now for our last segment tonight I think it would be dumb of us not to bring up a weird thing that happened to us the other day and I will just go down this very quickly my friend to end the night you know because I was lucky to have my brother and my best friend Ryan Holyoke help me out in my time of need that's right I was asked by a good friend of ours, someone who did a podcast with us, but we never put out because Holyoke yelled at him. <laughs> Clayton Scrivener asked me to perform at the Ben McAdams, A.K.A. the Mayor of Sully County's Goofy Fundraiser, as one of three, and it's on the note, so you have to respect me as this professional comic.
0: You are a professional comic, and I recognize that now.
1: And you recognize it as
0: my best friend and as an, a fellow aphid. You, g- you give me the respect.
1: <laughs> now, what happened is that every year, uh, the uh, the mayor of Sully County, Ben McAdams, puts on a comedy benefit. Uh, to benefit different causes, but one of the things he does is bring together both the Democrats and Republicans, not only of the local governments but also the state of representatives, which is pretty amazing. Like uh, guys who are making big decisions for the state of Utah, and I had to do it, and I was kind of I was, I was nervous. I had some bits put together, but I. Sent a text my good friend Ryan Holyoke, who I did this podcast with.
0: And I said, scrap all your material. It's he garbage.
1: And let me write it word for word. I will be <laughs> in charge of this.
0: Here's the theme. It's aphids, ladybugs, and ants.
1: But actually what happens is the sweet side of Holyoke, which you never hear on this podcast. <laughs> he said, buddy, give me a call. Let's figure it out. And we sat together and came up with a series of jokes I'm very proud of. And it's all due to my good friend here helping uh, Well, me figure out how to do uh, I knew how to do it, but he just helped a little bit. But what I want to say is that Holyoke's input was very, very, very important. And I said to him after he wrote the jokes, these are the best jokes I've ever wrote. And also, don't you come around here no more. Do you know the story behind the song? I told
0: you that, right? Yeah, I think it was on the last podcast. I can't remember if that one went to air or not. It's somewhere out there.
1: Now, my friend, what was the series of jokes? So I was the second comedian to go up in front of Republicans and Democrats of the state of Utah. We're talking high-end people, people making Big laws. wigs. And I came out there and I did a very David Letterman-style bit of cue cards. I started out the night. Index uh, cards. Oh, index cards. I think I threw away. I'm starting at four. I think I threw away. Whoa. I threw away a lot of them that night. I was kind of doing a goof. Oh, that's why. I was doing a goof, and I what was my first bit? Didn't I start out with something? Oh, I started out with a whole like. So Ben McAdams, if you don't know people, has been in imbe- bad embedded in this whole homeless shelter, uh, homeless shelter, homeless shelter, shol- <laughs> homeless homeless rockers,
0: Sheldon, Big Bang Theory.
1: So this event took place in a, a, a warehouse on the west side, and so I started out with the bit. Ben, I'm so proud to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. The fact that you could find a neighborhood that would house a place where people are looking for free food Mm. is a major accomplishment. And that's because that whole night was free food and drinks. And I was trying to say, "Ah, you found all these people. It was great. I then made the thing that I was like, I'm a city employee. I'm a city employee. I'm so proud to be a city employee. And I said, uh, number two joke was... Uh, as a city employee, I just want to say I'm really proud of my uh, city. They uh, recently tried to find a director of uh, redevelopment. They hired a guy. Uh, turned out after a Google search that he had multiple charges of fraud, and they had to let him go. I was like, yeah, but I'm still proud of my city because that's more vetting than Michael Flynn ever went through. That one single Google search. Come on. Uh,
0: Number Flynn? two.
1: Michael Flynn. What the fifth
0: today. One, two, three, four, five. He sucks.
1: Number three was a follow up to that. Mayor Jack. He played,
0: he played the, flint.
1: And the flint. And this is a joke that Clayton came up with. Number three, and I respect it for him. Uh, he said, uh, he was like, followed up with this thing. So, Jackie Biscopsy, mayor of Salt Lake City, very proud to work underneath you, Very proud. Uh, she's very good. She's very good at developing people's career paths. She's very good at helping them figure out the career paths. Yeah, she's so good at it. That she helps him find it outside of the city, cause she fired everybody. Mm. Boom! Now we go to the actual cue cards, cause I threw the rest of them away.
0: Index cards. Oh, uh, whatever. What did I say? Cue cards, are like the big ones. No, I had them big. So you had someone standing by, like yeah. Back. So
1: I had I had a full giant 15 by 15 foot uh, cue cards. <laughs> Artisans crafted the letters for weeks. And then the I end. had a, a person with sign language and then after me, I had an earpiece feeding them <laughs> all to me. That's the only way I perform. <laughs> and this is this is literally this is all shit I did in front of this entire crowd. It's it insane. is
0: amazing. You did you did it in front um, of you know legitimate it's, politicians? You know what they said
1: to me? <laughs> Don't come around here no more.
0: Because I said rip on the stupid law that lets you uh, sue pornographers for damn We'll get
1: to that. We'll get to that. Speaking of national news, the Mormon tabernacle-, <laughs> 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 Mormon tabernacle... I'm so glad that I didn't flub that in front of... I was very worried about
0: it. I know. This, you really... Because we got together right after you did it and you had done a great job. We were so excited. But then as you were trying to tell me all these jokes... I've, you were flubbing the I shit le- out of I it. I let
1: the flubs happen and because I like I'm more nervous in front of you. I didn't flub it in front of these people. I know. Thank God, God I was there.
0: So I'm, I, the abu- I'm your abusive husband This was that yes. prevents you from uh, achieving Just don't your dreams. Hit me.
1: Just don't hit me. Now, you hit me with a bunch of great gags. This was one of the jokes we worked on together because I had something to do with the uh, Mormon. I was like, I wanted to do some of the Mormon <laughs> Tabernacle Choir. And so we came up with the bit. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir turned uh, heads when they performed at the trump inauguration it Was very intense yeah you know this week it's crazy uh don't worry about it because they just were booked for the trump uh, impeachment trials as well so don't worry about that they're yes yeah <laughs> and i threw that thing away like i just did and then i said i want to do humor for both sides this is for the republicans and this is a joke that ryan Hill came up by himself all i did was try to present it the way it should be presented I said, this joke, I want to do jokes for both sides of the aisle. This joke is for the Republicans out there. The Second Amendment guarantees the right to bear arms, not bear
0: ears. (laughs) I remember when the Solid Tribune quoted it. Yes. And then put, big groan. So, ladies and gentlemen, this
1: is the best part. Holyoke's bringing reference to an editorial piece that came out in the Tribune that said, I went to the comedy show. The and they did you notice that the front of it was cited this person who made no laughs as like the funniest of the night because they're Republican, and then said that my jokes are bad. They cited that joke and said giant groan. They didn't realize that that's a fucking fuck you joke to them. And then I added the part where it's like yeah, (laughs) I added this tag that I said live. I was like yeah because that land belongs to the people who were here originally. You know oh shit never mind Mm. because it's actually Native Americans. And then I said, I want to thank the Utah State government for opening lawsuits against the pornography industry. Now, this is where it got great, my friend. This is where it got great, because earlier, a guy named Todd Wheeler performed. He's a Utah State Republican, and he was the guy who introduced the pornography bill In the goddamn state government, and he said shit. Did you know what he said? Uh, You don't.
0: He said something about Sylvester Stallone (laughs) and Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Take your time. Wasn't that the goof? Come back
1: to me, buddy. Come back.
0: The the evening began with a bunch of actual politicians doing like a minute of material. And it was went over like a lead balloon. And uh, this man, who had created the pornography bill, he did a goof that featured something about manly men from the 80s. And uh, let me just tell you, it was great, and everyone loved it, and we never looked back.
1: Holyoke's kind of right because what happened is before I went up as a lightning round for these uh, different government officials to do goofs, and Todd Wheeler, the guy who introduced the pornography bill, weirdly, I was sitting on the did I tell you this? I was on the side of the stage and he was about to go up and I or I was about to go up. He was already on stage and I, I was watching him and he said, "Hey Ben, uh, it's weird. I had a dream about you and Arnold Schwarzenegger last night. It was crazy." And like he was trying to make some goof and no one laughed. I was like, did he just fucking say that? So this bit was added so much to it. So let me say what I did. Thank you so much for the Utah State government to opening the idea of suing the pornography industry. Yes, because I've been for, I've had a bone to pick with the pornography industry for a long time. I've wanted to sue them for depicting an unrealistic interpretation of the male human body. <laughs> oh! But because that fucking guy, Todd, who introduced this bill, holy, like, this is how great it worked out, said that shit about having a dream about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ben McAdams, I said, uh, Todd, you know what I'm talking about. And I was like, yeah, Todd, uh, I understand. You expressing that dream you had with Ben and Arnold Schwarzenegger, no wonder you wanted to cut out porn. You've got an imagination
0: all on your own, my friend. <laughs> And I
1: said that right in fucking front of
0: him, dude. And that guy pulled out a silk glove and smacked it across Schlegel's face. And that guy's name was? Sylvester Stallone. Frank Stallone.
1: <laughs> Lazy and the next one I did was great because this was like a deeper cut. And I had to do this because he was there. So last year, there's a guy named Greg Hughes. is a big Republican guy in Utah. He's from Pittsburgh. I had this weird thing where I bombed last year. Uh, I mean, like not that bad. It was just deeper cuts. It was weird. But I had this great conversation with Greg Hughes, is a major fucking guy in the Utah Republican Party. He's the Speaker and of the House. He's the Speaker of the House, and he fucking loves hockey. So he and I had a great conversation about hockey. Well, so this year I brought it up, I said, Greg Hughes is here, everybody. He's a nice guy, nice guy, especially if you're a member of the Department of Justice investigating team, because he is under investigation. That got a lot of ooh. ooh. And I said, no, he's a great, he's a hockey fan. Me too. We had a great time. Ah, in fact, uh, did, I didn't realize that the uh, National Hockey League incorporated him into the National Hockey League with a concussion test. That's right. His f- favorite player, Sidney Crosby, the head of the Pittsburgh Penguins, were recently had to be tested for a concussion to make sure he could go out or not. And in fact, Greg Hughes is brought into this concussion test because the baseline test for this goddamn concussion test is that they lay out a series of decisions Greg Hughes made over the last year. And if you said yes to him, or if you said no, oh, fuck, I oh, fucked up. No. If you said no, you were clear to play. You were clear to play. If you said no to the decision Greg he's made, you were clear to play. If you said yes, you could not play anymore because clearly you're a person suffering from head injuries. <laughs> Only two more here, people. Only two more.
0: I just still love so much that you did it right the first time when it uh. counted. And that you're just tempting fate now, this with is, each repetition. Yes,
1: and this is my favorite. This is my favorite one. This is the one where I go. Did you see this report recently that came out from? It was on the the trip, and they asked Mormons, who do they think are in control of the state government? Yeah, that's right. Mormons asked, and they and the Mormons responded by saying, we think teachers and the tourism industry are more in charge of our state than Mormons. And I thought, wow, these Mormons really think that teachers are the dumbest people in the world. Because they go, we have control, these teachers. We have control. We'll finally spend less per pupil than the national average. We are the last to spend on these kids. In fact, we'll take those savings and we'll give ourselves... The national average wage from that extra spending. Mm. Don't you think tourism industry and tourism inter- industry goes, yeah, it's so fucking great. We finally got the tour- We got the DUI changed from .08 to .05. Point- I thought it was .50. Well, to be fair, I was pretty drunk when I read that. It was a character piece.
0: It was a good joke. I'm not goofing when I say that. Very funny joke. Thank you, buddy. And finally, I ended with this. Thank you
1: for listening to me tonight. During these non-ho, oh, during these <laughs> partisan times where Republicans and Democrats are at each other's throat, I'm glad to have an event here tonight where both parties of the government will get together and laugh and talk to each other because really, truly, this last year has been a horrible year of t- both parties yelling at each other. It's been a horrible air to it, this bipartisan air. It's a stinky horrible air. And I will tell you, as Salt Lake citizens, we know bad air when we see it. Thank you, everybody. My name's Ryan
0: Shalego, And then I crashed through in my vehicle killing several important local politicians. And
1: then I grabbed the wings of a sweet aphid and I went and took care of that sagebrush. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Holy Schlagcast. My name is Ryan Schlegel. My, My buddy name o- is Ryan Holyoke. We will be back next week and continuing on because I love you so much, Ryan Holyoke. I love you. We will have stickers if you want them. Contact us. Let us know if you're listening. We'll see you next week. I'll
0: go eat.